Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? Going good, man. Going good. Bringing in that 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 goodness. If you're if you're listening to this, it's after Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great, wonderful Thanksgiving. Got to hang with the fam. Got to eat some good food, see some sights. You know, whatever mischief y'all educate us is like to get into over the over the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you hope you did a big and hope you had fun. I agree, man. Thanksgiving's got to be, if not the best, the second best holiday, mostly because of the food. You know, I'm a big foodie, and especially my parents and my grandparents, they all get together. They throw down all their different recipes. Family be watching football. I don't know what's a better holiday than Thanksgiving, bro. Ah, it's, it's tough, man. I I don't know. I mean, from my from my buck, I'm a, I'm a Christmas guy. I like Christmas. You know, long have passed the, the getting gifts because I'm old and washed. But I like this. I like the holiday spirit. I like the unity it brings in, and I like the simple the simple pleasures. But Thanksgiving, while it, it's definitely out there, but you know what? I think for me, I'm a little bit spoiled because I don't really have a lot of traditional Thanksgiving. I spent a majority of my Thanksgivings, and I don't want to say this to be bragging. It's just a just a fact. I spend most of my cruises, so I don't really get the full, <laughs> you know, family up there all playing on it. It's usually for me, it's like we're on a cruise ship, catering, then dinner, you know, adding more to to the abundance of food. So I don't really get the full Thanksgiving experience. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit soft on it. That's crazy. That I mean, you know, all these years, man, you guys have been doing the cruise thing. It's it's always been just kind of unique, man. I don't know what. Do you know what inspired that that trend? Um, I always thought it was killing two birds with one stone because my birthday and my dad's birthday are pretty much right near each other. My dad's the 22nd, I'm the 18th. So it was like a way of my mom kind of giving us both a gift and it's Thanksgiving, which means my mom avoids having to cook by letting the cruise people do it. So it really is just hitting all the, all the birds on one stone. Plus, you know, we're not really, a the Porter family's not really big on having a big old family come through. We, we like to keep to ourselves and kind of let the, the, the immediate members kind of benefit. So it all just comes together. And I think this is probably one of the best times to leave on a cruise because pretty much this week is basically, that last week is basically washed. Like employees know, employers know it's washed. Employees know it's washed. Those three days that you have before Thanksgiving, you're really just kind of looking at the clock, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh. like no work is being done. <laughs> no, I hear you. Like no one's doing business. Yeah. Everybody's got the out of office emails. So I mean, I'm taking vacation. Yeah, I'm, I, I took a vacation that week as well. So I definitely agree. It's kind of like a washed week, but you know. Not to not to harp on too much of our on our holiday plans, um, you know. Well, welcome back to to the week of scheduled listening. Uh, we got this episode basically. Me and Emilio today, not no guests. We want to make sure that you guys uh, start the week off right, and we're just gonna kind of recap some key moments 
uh, to this year. We're approaching the new year. We're kind of getting our New Year's resolution stuff on early and figuring out, you know, what's next for, for Educated Hustle. So we definitely wanted to reflect on some new things that we started this year, one of them being the um, the Educated, uh, the Extended Hustles. I think that was a, a great little intro or a great little extra episode to kind of showcase our fun side. What do you think about that, Amelia? I think it's been phenomenal. The response has been pretty amazing as well. I've seen some extended episodes actually get more plays than the original ones that inspire it. And I think it helps out that it's about 10 minutes, you know, some, you know, due to some, you know, plugging and stuff. You might go a little bit 11 or 13, but still it's a fun little nice short sweet episode that you really get to have more of that playful fun side and i know the answers that we have gotten from our guests that do um participate in it have been definitely like whoa did not know about that side of it i mean i think think alone like in the first five or six beyonce got more love than i could imagine <laughs> possible and you know it's it's interesting hearing how entrepreneurs kind of think alike when it comes to their personal lives because you know for for a lot of our female entrepreneurs that were on the show a lot of them same base insecure beyonce and you kind of get the trend of who inspires them and who who makes them feel like they can do you basically anything they set their mind to and i really think that without the extent hustles we, we wouldn't have those questions that you know we'd have to ask offline but because of them we can bring them to you in a package that makes sense and i really do think that for the a time it takes you really get a better sense of who the entrepreneur of that week was and if anything if you had listened to the episode it should make you want to go back and be like you know what let me let me let me peel off the 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 the, the onion roll real quickly and, and figure out what this person's about so i think there was a tremendous boost and i'm all about the extended hustles i agree man and for the listeners that this may be their first episode or you know they haven't really checked out any of the extended hustles it's basically just a quick 10 minute fun kind of episode you know where most of our interviews are more kind of business focused kind of uh knowing the guests from what their business is but the extended hustle kind of gives you that little personal vibe you know maybe questions that you're more relatable to as far as what you guys like to do or what kind of hobbies or like my co said, what, what, who are some of your influencers that kind of let you start it down this path. So um, we definitely, you know, are going to continue the extended hustles for the future. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a phenomenal part. I think we can add a whole lot more element of guests to where they uh, want to come in and do them. And I feel like no guest has turned it down yet. So they agree with us and it often, they often, you know, compliment how quickly it goes because it really goes by quick. We really have a lot of fun in that 10 minute window and it's hard to really get in all the good questions, but it, it's, it's cool because we can reuse some of the questions with other guests and still feel like we got a whole different experience when it comes to the interview process. Yeah, for sure. And I think another thing we added to the repertoire as well is these kind of episodes on a more regular basis. Um, I know, you know, Educated Hustle was founded on kind of guests and um, guests kind of coming on and helping uh, promote the episode and showcasing their business. But, you know, Emilio and myself, we um, also, you know, want to showcase ourselves as well. You know, we did that photo shoot back in, um, and I don't even remember the the month, but uh, <laughs> we we did the showcase earlier this year, uh, the photo shoot earlier this year, where we kind of took some photos to put on Instagram to help prom- promote ourselves. Um, so I think these kind episodes here kind of showcase what we do. Then we also do 
the topical uh, discussions where we kind of take three topics and discuss them. They're kind of more business related, business minded uh, topics. So it's definitely a good, um, you know, a good supplement to what we do on a daily basis. Yeah, they are. And I, I think it, it was one of the things where when we first started Educate Hustle, you know, we were really concerned with getting guests because me and Paul didn't feel like at the time you, you want to listen to what two young educator brothers are saying. You you want some, OK, where's the meat? Where's the substance? And I think the, the, the more episodes we've done, we've kind of figured out our groove and we know how to better carry an episode with ourselves. And I feel like our our chemistry is got a point where we can do that and these topics they relate because they're business-wise and they are still relevant to what you're going through on a day-to-day basis and the best part of it is you kind of get our takes on it i mean we're not no certified business people we don't got like the the the, the crazy you know wealth background all that thing but i think we we have a sense of people who are two young smart minds dissecting something that None of people are trying to like either dismiss or don't really know about. So the cool thing about these episodes, is the, these topics that Paul comes with, oftentimes he's my first time hearing about it from when he brings it up. So I get to give you the instant hot take. And then the other ones that I do know about, it's kind of gives me a way to say what I want to say about it without being limited on, you know, Facebook from starting a big old bra or or um, Twitter with you know just so much you can write this so i i enjoy this episode a lot and the cool thing about it is they get burned which in layman terms they get plays they get plays they get plays <laughs> so it I, we haven't really had anyone reach out and say that you know why y'all why is it just y'all we want we want guests i think that you know and once again not tooting our horn too hard too too but i feel like me and paul are uh great enough guests to where we actually make those episodes a, a valuable addition and they definitely leave me with a different outlook for the rest of the week because I realize, oh man, these all these things are going on, and, and I think they're just great. And I think along with Extend Hustle, it was a good decision to do it. And proud to prove that we don't need a guest every week. I mean, we're gonna get phenomenal guests for you guys. You guys know the mo. You you look at the history, the, the backlog, the catalog. You, you already know it's there. Sometimes we you know we want to take a little break, smooth things over, and, and remind y'all this is our show. So I I, I always look forward to them. Exactly. But not to get away from our guests, you know, we've also brought back a couple guests over these last, you know, th- since the last time we did this kind of recap episode, we brought back Sandra Arthur, who was doing really big things with her brand. And then we also brought back Alicia Nicole, who's doing really big things with her brand. So it's really cool to kind of see two um, Educated Hustle alumni come back and really showcase their talents from the first time they were on, you know, last year to to this year. So um, that was really a cool experience as well. Yes, it was. And of course, we, we'd be remiss not to say because she shows a lot of love every week. We, we also brought back Minda Hearts for True. her extended hustle episodes, not a full one. We're we going to get you that full one. We just kind of got... We got a little time pass so she can get a little bit more great. You know, we were able to walk to her office, you know, last time we spoke to her. So you want to make sure that we have to actually, you know, <laughs> get somebody, know somebody, and jump over this door to get to her before we bring her back on. But, no, I think it's phenomenal. I mean, I love catching up with Chandra because if you see Planet of the Apps, the Apple's first, you know, TV show, if you see her on there, it's so surreal because we had her before all the fame and all the glitz and glam and to be able to kind of revisit where she's at now and then. You could tell by 
our interview, she's a changed woman. Like, you listen to her, her first episode that she was first on, that episode that she last did with us, you, you can see the differences, you can see the struggle, you see the growth, and it's amazing that we were able to showcase that publicly. Same thing with Alicia Nicole. I mean, last first time we talked to her, she was not engaged, now she's a married woman, and she has all these plans. Like, she already said that she's trying to get a kid soon and run a business, which I, I had a baby in January. So I salute Alicia because I, shoot, it couldn't be me. So, <laughs> but it, it's phenomenal getting getting our alumni back on because they bring so much warmth to the show. And the cool thing is we have new listeners that weren't listening when they first heard our episode. So maybe people who heard that one actually went back and listened to the first one and kind of got that full, full depth of what to expect. So it's dope. We, of course, we're going to try and connect with more alumni and bring them back. You know, we keep good relations with everyone that we talk to. So, you know, we're always ready to, to pull the card and, and get them back on. We see that they're doing a little something spicy, you know? I agree, man. And the cool thing about the network that we built with all the different guests, uh, just seeing on Instagram the different guests who haven't been on together, but they follow each other and like their stuff. Like, I don't believe that some people uh, knew each other from before they heard someone else on the show. So, like, I'll see one of our guests one week, and then a couple weeks later, I see them like a post that we of another guest who is completely unrelated to them. And that kind of lets me know that the guests that come on the show they still kind of keep in touch with our brand and follow the people that we bring on and link up with them. I mean, even if it's just liking a post or following them on Instagram, you, I could see one of our guests kind of reaching out and building something with another one of our, our guests. And, if, you know, if Educated Hustle is the plug, I mean, that'd be, that'd be great as far as uh, an accolade for, for our podcast. Exactly, and like I said, we see we see the connectivity and all that all the time, and you know I I definitely think there's room there to be explored, and as always, if anyone needs introduction, you know we're we're gladly to give it because that's how we roll and that's what we want to see is you guys working together because in the end, when y'all make it, we make it, vice versa too. So I mean, it's all about the teamwork which makes that dream work. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree, but um, you know. I definitely think it's been a, a, a good year as far as recapping and and all the different things that we've done with the with the podcast. We we also made a little bit of money on. It. I mean, you know, it ain't breaking a bank. It ain't it ain't uh it ain't paying no bills. But you know, it's we're building the brand. We we all we started was with some mics, you know, a couple pieces of software, a couple laptops, and it's building from 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 scratch to to what it is now. So. Um, we've redone the website. We've, you know, had numerous guests on. So there's there's so much more that can be done. But you always got to uh, you always got to celebrate the little successes. Sure. I mean, we still have the same setup, Paul. This matter, like we we, we, we <laughs> rotted the truckload. Like, don't don't get it twisted, y'all. Still the same laptop, still the same mics. It's just oh, a little yeah. bit a little bit more guests and experience behind them. But no, that is dope. And yeah, we, we you know I. The money we made, we don't do it for the money. It's you know, it's 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 bucket of change. Money is for in the future if we ever want to do profit. I told a funny story about that. This has nothing to do with anything. But <laughs> I was at a uh, T Mobile T-Mobile last night, and I was trying to set up an account there, and the guy was, like, asking me, like, do you have your own business? And I was just like, uh, I mean, technically I do. It's like, what's your business? It's like, it's called Educate Hustle. We interview entrepreneurs. And he was like, oh, 
And I got a discount for being a business owner. So, that, hey, <laughs> name of the story is you know you never know when things pop up, but you know it, the the for me the whole experience has been really great because we have grown so much throughout this shoot. What I think it's been a year and six months, year six months or seven months since we started, and there's so many experiences that we've gotten because of the show, and they only keep continuing and rising, and it really means a lot that we you know we got fans that be banging with us. You know what I'm saying? Like I. I personally, you know, I'll, I'll look at episodes to upload stats. So, you know, when I put up the new episode, and I'll be, you know, I'm expecting, okay, you know, this might this might get 20 and 19. And I'm always surprised that us constantly getting that 30, 31 threshold. And I really do feel like, and I've said it since day one, I, I feel like the content is there. We just need a viral episode. We just need like one hot guess or maybe one hot take that just gets us retweeted. And everyone's like, yo, we've been sleeping on these hustle boys. But, you know, that's not why you do it. No matter the audience, you want to make a good show. And that's what me and Paul put first and foremost. And we stand by every episode that we put out. We wouldn't waste y'all's time because y'all don't want your time wasted. That's why we feel like every episode that we deliver really brings that heat and that fire and really sets the tone for not only your week, but of course your day. Man, it sounds like you're about to eat a W on that take, man. Sound like you got all that. <laughs> no, I only do that before getting my chicken wings, bro. <laughs> nah, man, I'm, I'm hyped too for the future and, and continuing to build the brand. Um, you know, and connecting with all the people that uh, we're planning to connect with in the future. Um, so, you know, just to kind of segue into some some topical discussions. Uh, before we close this episode out, we've got three topics here that we wanted to kind of discuss, give our give our opinions on what we felt about the news. Um, the first one here is such a such a, a funny topic because uh, it's about Papa John's. If you guys aren't familiar with the story, uh, the CEO of Papa John's commented on an earnings call that. Earnings were declining due to the NFL's lack of leadership uh, as far as the players protesting uh, and the NFL's ratings down because Papa John's is a major sponsor of the NFL. So, you know, Papa John's is out here blaming the NFL for not uh, for not controlling the players protests and. That being, he was kind of basically assuming that that was the number one reason why people weren't watching the NFL. Well, a few, you know, like a week or two later, you know, people who uh, found those comments offensive were selling their stock. They weren't buying as much Papa John's. They had so much negative PR attention because of that one statement that Papa John's had to uh, come out and apologize for those comments and basically wipe clean what they said because they offended the guests that buy their pizza and they didn't even realize it. So I definitely wanted to get your take on that, man. Here's my personal take, I guess. Um, I am what they call a person who enjoys Papa John pizza. Yes, I enjoy it. I, I've been called sick. I've been questioned by my insanity i'm told that the only thing papa john's got going on is the sauce and the garlic <laughs> knots i cannot confirm or deny what 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 those mean to people like outside of myself but i know for me i enjoy the pizza so when i heard those comments i knew i was gonna be put at a, a standstill 
And unlike Chick-fil-A, which is good enough for you to ignore um, <laughs> discrimination, we won't get into that subject, but you guys know. You can still, you know, people won't give a Chick-fil-A, but they'll, you know. Papa John's isn't on that level, and I automatically felt like if I would even call and ask them for directions, I'd be violating some black code. So I had to give up Papa John's as a sign of unity with my, my people to, to let them know that I, I stand by, uh, you know, black power. But um, I said to say it's amazing how how out of how oblivious this man is to what's going on. Um, you have to be really arrogant and full of yourself to make those comments, knowing that they would go public and think you would receive no backlash. But then again, we're talking to a man that has a giant moat outside of his house, so maybe he feels like he's untouchable, but he definitely isn't. Papa John's, from what I've heard, reportedly lost $70 million in a day just off the strength of those comments alone because people just don't realize like black people have power with social media. Now, social media is the number one killer of these of these reps. Like, it, it kills them. And the funniest thing about it is, like, Pizza Hut got on Papa John's where... They just said this, the, the shady, little, little slight, little jab shape, but still meant a lot. They basically said, you know, our pizza stuff haven't been hurt by anything. Just as like, <laughs> yeah, <I> know, right? <laughs> just as like a quick way. And it, it like that gained them more people. Like I'm sure people bought pizza on the spot because of that little side comment. So to me, it, it's just bad business. And then they apologize. They just like now apologize like today. This happened. Yeah, like the comments were like two weeks ago. And now they apologize because I think they try to give like a whole bunch of coupons and, and you know discount fifty percent off to kind of buffer the tide. But then they realize oh they they're not buying that, so they had to come out and say something. But you know Papa 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 showed his hand already. Papa showed his hand already. <laughs> and people are like, yeah. well, I gotta get a pizza that ain't racist. It doesn't help too when the KKK <laughs> come out and they support your pizza. And I feel you know what I feel really bad for I feel bad for the for the African American employees who work at Papa John's because yeah. they can't quit. They, they, they can't quit. They they probably need that job, and it's just like they got to deal with people be like, you are you, you working where? You a seller? So it 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 sucks. I wish I could say I feel bad, but I can't. I can't because it took them two weeks to apologize. If that was me, I would have been up that night. I would have been like, "Yo, if you black, free pizza, no questions asked, whatever you want." <laughs> I don't care what they would have said. Like, nah, bro. I would have been like, "If you." Bl- all I need for just prove it. How are you gonna prove it? Just, just either way, that's what I would have did as a PR. But once again, I'm not put in my position. But it, it's 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 terrible. It's stupid as boneheaded. But he got what he deserved. And you know, you, you don't mess with civil rights. Pe- pe- black people go hard for theirs, man. You just don't. You yeah, just, you just don't, man. There's a, there's a topic going on today that I would love to touch, but once again, I'm not gonna get too political. But yo, just don't, don't, don't mess with the social media heroes, especially if they black, because they will come for you. And Papa found out the hard way that they come for you. Oof. I agree. I agree, man. Um, the first part of your take, I, I, I am a Papa John's pizza supporter as I yeah, was can't, before. Can't be saying that out loud too. No, I, no I'm saying I was, I was before. You know, like I yeah. liked the pizza, and I didn't realize so many people hated the pizza like for mm-hmm. its taste. Yeah. And I was like, man, is Papa John's really trash pizza? Like, I, I had to ask a few people that day. Like, my girlfriend even likes Papa John's pizza too, and and we were just kind of shocked that like 
all the people were like, yo, Papa John's pizza was trash in the first place. I'm like, damn. Do I really gotta like re you know evaluate my taste buds? Like I, I didn't I didn't know. I thought it had the quality ingredients. That's what they say in the commercials, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but um no, nah, I definitely agree with your sentiments. It's it's uh I think it's a it's an element of it's an element that's always ignored when these big brands kind of advocate for the one side, the the side that uh, I guess is the easier stance than the side that um, is being ignored, which is the side of the protesting players of the NFL, because everybody wants to attack that the the protest as a kind of like a mutiny of America and, they're not they're not understanding that there's an injustice going on you know that's bigger than than football and that's the way that the players feel that they can make their voices heard so you know you got to look at it from that side there's a there's a large group of people that support what the players are doing and if you dismiss you know their message you're going to dismiss that whole audience and i feel like the NFL and Papa John's are underestimating that the, that that group of people are not going to support you and your brand. And you're seeing that decline in both the NFL and Papa John's because that group is tired of, of being ignored. You know, everybody thinks it's the group that uh, is sitting out the NFL games because they, they don't like the players disrespect their anthem. Most of them people are probably still watching NFL. There's There's a lot of people that um, I've seen say, "Hey, I'm I'm done with the NFL because their Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, and they they took that firm stance." You know, I still watch the NFL, but I I could, I could see why somebody wouldn't because it's kind of unfair what they're doing to that man. And and Papa John's and the NFL really need to kind of focus on the people that the people that they're ignoring. Because we're a pretty big base too, man. You know, we're not afraid to pull our dollars where we need, where we see fit. Collusion is what they say, I believe, right? That's the, that's the proper term. No, it, it is terrible. Um, calling is the sacrifice that had a, to be made for what we hope is going to be some change. But you never know nowadays. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It kind of sucks that the narrative is always going to be, well, he wasn't that good. But it's just kind of like you see the quarterbacks they will up on there (laughs) that they tell us are great and that are starting material and just don't play that way. And we're supposed to believe that Colin would have been better. His own team that got rid of him, the opt-out 49ers, I mean... They had a trade for a quarterback midseason. You don't think Colin could have, but, you know, listen, we ain't here for the conspiracy theories. Either way, yeah, once again, big brands, big businesses, you got to watch what you say. You you get, if you, if you, if you, you, I don't want to even say, like, if you're racist, but you just got to, you have to be aware of your audience. You got to be aware of these words, but people will take you down for it. And they have done it time and time again. Don't mess with the internet. It's a cold, cruel, unforgiving place. You shoot. The internet made a meme out of Wendy Williams fainting. And for what I remember, people <laughs> like Wendy Williams, and people still made a meme out of it. So you don't think they won't take your comments and and whew, and run with them. So yeah, I, I that's funny. Like you're explaining that to me because I had no idea what was going on 
with with the whole meme thing. So I, I appreciate you explaining that to me oh, on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, bro. She painted on live TV, which should be it's scary. It's it's like what is going on to poor Wendy? But the internet said, nope. I'm gonna use this to make a point. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't use that. I've seen that meme from from oh man. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. When people are like, when you when you realize you can't delete the message. <laughs> oh. We're not, you know, we're not gonna have fun on Spencer Wendy Williams. We're just saying, internet don't care. So internet don't care, man. They don't, they don't, they definitely troll for a living. And there's trolls out, there's professional trolls out here who don't care. But you know what? Don't want to get too far off topic. Um, yeah, that's definitely our, our takes on that Papa John story. Um, maybe they can recover, but both me and my co, me and my co-hosts are are definitely not gonna be Papa John supporters unless we see something big happen. Than a two week late apology. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need the black people to say it's all right first. Because once again, I don't I don't feel safe to walk up in there without someone looking at me funny. So the struggle's real. I had to eat little little Caesar last night, so you know the struggle's real. <laughs> One time for little Caesars, man. But um, on to the next topic. You know, this one is kind of uh, a topic that we touched on a couple times, but. It's rolled up all into one ball, and that's uh, America's retail apocalypse. Now, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, uh, Emilia and I have discussed uh, brands such as Toys R Us going bankrupt because retail businesses are kind of struggling. Uh, those those box stores, those big box stores. Uh, specifically are are not doing as well as they did 10 years ago, five years ago, because mainly Amazon's controlling the game, uh, taking, taking, especially with Amazon Prime, man. You can get some next day, next two days by just shopping on, on your phone. Um, so I think, you know, as as the economy keeps growing, as the digital economy keeps growing, uh, these big retailers are going to have to find a new form of business or, you know, their 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 box store model is not going to exist in the future. Um, you know, I've seen Macy's cut so many stores at the end of the year, JCPenney, um, Kohl's, Toys R Us going bankrupt. I mean, there's so many different um, retail industries that are going that are that are falling. Uh, it, it's kind of kind of scary to see what is the future going to look like without these big retail brands. So I definitely want to hear what your thoughts were on that. Sign of the times, man. Sign of the times. You can no longer charge a product with a high makeup and force us to have to get it because we can't get it from nowhere else. No, no, no. When you buy that new cell phone. And you gotta, you gotta get the case. They, they always say, I got the case for you, bro. It's only gonna be 30 bucks. <laughs> only 30? Only 30. But Amazon says $7.99. And which one you gonna go with? $7.99. Um, it's, it's shameful, but it's the future. And I, But I do feel like what's gonna happen is people are not gonna make these stores in abundance, but there's gonna be a... There's still gonna be some in some cities. You know, you... The reality is, yes, the Amazon age is here and upon us, but at the same time, people hate waiting. People are impatient. There's some things you want right then and there. 
Uh, case in point being clothes. If you're, if, if some people are like, I need to try my clothes out. I need to touch and feel them. I can't buy them from the computer, and that's still a, a very, very big segment of people. Even people who are in our age, millennials, you still want to be able to try out clothes. So there's going to be a need for them. It's just now you, we don't need something on every corner that's gonna that's gonna be a failing business model now they have to be more resourceful and realize okay maybe only a couple in every city but i mean it's, it's a welcome change because it, 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 it had to come you know as consumers we want the best deal and nobody wants to get bent over nobody wants to get bent over you just don't and you you know nothing's worse than when you buy something and then you find out later you could have got it way cheaper online it, it trust me it it it, it's terrible but every industry does it too like hp they have toner for a printer hundred dollars teachers have to buy that sometimes you can go on amazon get some knockoffs or you get four things a toner for 29 bucks i mean they, they make it easy you, you know what i'm saying they make it they make it easy so it's just one of those things where i feel like it's necessary it is an apocalypse where they're gonna have to start closing down stuff but i think it'll be for the better because people are gonna it's gonna make stores be more rational with what they're doing and and not rob us because it's it's it makes no sense that i have to pay 30 bucks to get this cell phone cover when for the same quality all that stuff i can get seven dollars on amazon like you know what why the huge markup why why are you trying to get me on something that you know i need so i mean i have no sympathy for them Hey, man, it was a good run y'all had, but close it up, lock it up, compete with Amazon because Amazon's about them deals. And you know what I love, them deals. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how you got those prices of toner in, your, in, your, in the back of your pocket just ready to unleash, man. But... Well, I, heard a story, I heard a story the other day. I don't, I don't, I'm not at the toner game, but it was a good, you know, it was a good way of showcasing how bold these companies are. Like one thing of toner hundred dollars amazon says we'll throw you free things of toner 29.99 and people will say oh it's it's here's the thing too that's funny is people people will buy the hundred dollar one because they they believe in hp but won't buy the 29.99 one bootleg because they don't they're not quite sure it you could show someone the 29.99 thing show them it works and they'll still be like i don't know i'm just gonna get a it that people like that boggle my mind but other than that like i said it's just one of those things where it's like what's what's going on here, folks? I know, man. It, it you know, it's just people that brand loyal, and you know, it's crazy that they'll go for that deal. But no, I agree with you, man. I mean, you know, Amazon. I remember probably I I don't even know the time frame, but at, at least five years ago, before I had Amazon Prime, the the big kickback of doing online shopping was, man, do I really want to wait seven days to yeah. to get my to get whatever I needed? But man, these online companies have came a long way as far as making sure your your item is there within like mm -hmm. three, two. Well, I got the Amazon Prime, so I'm I'm two days. I I I got in a package the next day one time, ordered enough Amazon Prime. So I think you know Amazon's got the right way. And like you said, the prices. I'll never buy a phone case in person. I don't care. I don't care what uh, situation I'm in. I don't care if I just bought the phone and there's a chance it'll fall from here to the to the house i'm waiting i'm waiting my two days to get my case that's a lot cheaper than it is at the store so um i agree with you there and as far as you know other you know other outlets of shopping like amazon they got to steal their model man because amazon is uh 
I think it's just going to get even faster because they're like investing in uh, like having multiple warehouses mm-hmm. throughout the company. So like they can get some items to you like instantly and they're doing some of them are even going to do drone drone shipping. I mean, they're like reinvigorating the game. So these retail companies, you know, they got to flip the game. They got to flip their model somehow. Um, I saw Walmart even trying to get into the the online business and i mean you this just that's the space that you gotta live in to to really survive in this in this uh super aggressive market yeah and you're you're completely right i mean you have to and i you you see companies they're 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 playing with the rules i mean big one right now gamestop i remember back in the day gamestop was the mecca man if you like games come to gamestop and i know as a kid i go in there and I just spend all my afternoon just looking at stuff, not buying, just looking. Now people ain't going to that because they they, they overcharge, the use price is overcharged, so they have to figure out a way to, to get people in there. And you know they they've lost a lot of money. One of the things they're trying to do now is have it to where there's a plan where you can rent out used games for as long as you want, then return it, you know, return it in, and then even so get some discounts on new games. Like they're 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 trying to find something to make it stick, but we live in a day and age where Digital, you got digital games you can buy now, so you don't even have to go to the store. And then Amazon's over here selling the new game for for like what, twenty bucks off if you get it from them brand new. And then even when the game goes on sale, they're usually shortcutting the sale to try and even get more copies out. So, I mean, companies have to adjust, and they're gonna have to break their backs and realize they're not gonna get the profit that they want to get. People are not going to to fall for oh. Because you guys have it at this price, I have to pay this price. And be able, they used to be able to do that because of, you know, the uncertainty with Amazon. But now that you can get things in so many different ways, people aren't going to stand for that company BS. And it shows in your stock reports because GameStop is struggling. Because back in my day, GameStop didn't need to sell no tablets, some cell phones. But yet you go in there now. They selling tablets and cell phones. They selling tablets. I won't oh, say man. cell phones, but they selling some toys up in. They selling the stuff in there. It's like I heard that's GameStop, not Hot Topic. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know they trying. They 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 throwing stuff at the wall and trying to hope it's, it it sticks. But yo, Amazon has come out here and they are going for blood. And companies have to adjust and they gotta get their game plan on track and your your the old model of selling something with a high markup isn't gonna work that was GameStop's bread and butter. You could you trade in a used game, they give you two pesos for it, then they sell that mug for like sixty sixty dollars. And they were making a lot of money on that. Then what happened is people stopped buying games, they got digital copies of games, or they went to other places where they traded and they got more than two pesos. So you just you you, you gotta you got to adapt with the times, man. If you don't adapt, you're just stuck with a lot of empty, empty shelves of, 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 of a store and stuff. And it's, trust me, it's the GameStop now is a far cry from what it used to be back in the day. I agree, man. Um, GameStop, it sounds like it's going the route that Blockbuster did. Because, I mean, you know, they that's what... They're holding on, man. <laughs> they try, they holding on. That's what Blockbuster did. They made they they was in the renting games business, man. Ain't nobody trying to rent games no more like that. Everybody's buying digital copies. I don't even remember the last time I bought a physical copy of a game, but um, that's just how. Yeah, this industry, man. The retail industry is is struggling, man, and it's affecting a lot of businesses like that. So uh, I'd be curious to see what what a lot of these companies are gonna do to uh, to respond to 
the consumers that are doing everything digitally now. Uh, so it's I guess we'll see more Toys R Us in the fall in the future if they don't change their model. Um, but shifting into our final topic of the day, it is a topic that I'm sure most of you guys who are Twitter users are already aware of, but you come to Educator Hustle to get our takes on it. We're talking about the Twitter 200 increase from 140 characters to 280 characters. Um, I think it's, you know, a bit from a, from a business and marketing standpoint, I think it's a, it's a good idea to add a, a, a an extended limit to your characters because it's not like it's 500 characters, a thousand characters. I think a lot of people don't even go much past the 140 mark, uh, even with the 280 limit, but it allows you that freedom to do so. Cause I know when I'm posting educated hustle, uh, tweets or anything like that. And I'm like, shoot, I just need, I just need three more characters. All right, let me, let me see if I could shorten up a word or shorten up some sentences, you know? So it definitely allows you a little bit more freedom to go a little bit over the 140, but not have to stress too much about, uh, staying within the character limits. So definitely want to get your thoughts on that. You know, last week is when this, or I don't even know the weeks were together really, but they, you know, the big hubbub about it. People were really mad. Oh, I don't want to see 280 kids on my on my on my timeline. I don't want to see it. And then we've gotten to the phase of you know people complaining about 280 characters is the new. I don't want to see 280 characters. And now I kind of feel like everyone's over with like a, a big hub do about nothing. Like you now have the option to use the full 280, or you don't have to. Most sentences and complete dots that you're trying to you know put out there you don't need 280 characters for unless you're trying to be a douche you know if that's your mo that's your mo but i think it was overblown i think it was blown out of proportion majorly i i really don't think it's changed my viewpoint on anything if anything is more like when i make a tweet now and i see it's a little bit longer than maybe usual i'm like oh that's kind of cool i don't have to you know write with all these crazy slangs and stuff to try and make my make it sound serious but yeah, like I said, big, 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 old, big ordeal about nothing. I think you you nailed it on the head pretty quickly when we last talked about it, where you basically said, yeah, people are gonna make a big deal about it, but then it's gonna become so you know natural and used to that no one's gonna care. And I really feel like we got there in probably less than like 72 hours to where it's like, who cares? People now <laughs> retweeting memes and doing all this other stuff. No one's really fronting. You know, no one's barging down on Twitter's door saying we won our 140 back. So. Yeah, it's funny because uh, Facebook was kind of notorious for doing a lot of changes to the layout and people were complaining about it. But at the end of the day, we saw people not really care about the changes. And Twitter was actually, for the longest time, Twitter doesn't really change much like on its interface, its software, like the purpose of Twitter. You know, it might it may add a few things here and there, but it never does anything that shakes up the game. So Changing to 280 from 140 was kind of like the biggest thing that Twitter's done, and it was it was cool to realize that you know Twitter can be innovative. It was time for a change, and it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty interesting change from where it was before. But I agree, man. It's it's not that big a deal. It's just uh, I remember the first day it came out though, people were kind of being obnoxious when <laughs> when it went from 140 to 280. Um, they were it was like uh, it was like, uh, yo, what's going on? And then the the new Twitter 
where art thou, you know, going to this day? Like they were, they were just kind of being over the top with it. But, um, you know, it's, it, I think it's a good change. It's a good little shake up. Every company needs to kind of change their brand from, from start to finish. And I believe that's what Twitter's trying to do. Yeah, and I think they're doing they're on the right path. The 2A thing definitely got on some buzz. I mean, sure, there was some negative, but I think overwhelmingly, a uh, majority was more positive. I mean, like I said, it's kind of past. It's come and go. If you're really sweating 280 characters, do, do yourself a favor and just don't use them all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. And, uh, well, yeah, that was, that was kind of our hot topics for the day. I definitely think we informed the people, informed the guests. Uh, informed everybody that's listening on our thoughts and opinions and on what's going on in the news today. Um, definitely want to close out, get the week started strong, uh, make make sure that we uh, get our plugs in. So I'm going to let Amelia lead us out. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, the most important part of the Educational Experience, how you, yes, you can reach us. Educate Hustle is reached with a variety of different means of social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There we post snaps, little behind-the-scenes inspirational things to get you motivated, pumped throughout the week. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. There you post pictures of pictures highlighting our upcoming episode for that current week. Or if you're really, really lucky, power curate some personalized inspirational content for you. You can also like our page on Facebook. It's very easy to do. Just go on Facebook and type in Educate Hustle. Two words, that's Educate Hustle. You know you've reached the right page because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and love. And of course, I gotta take a break from that plugging to get into some more plugging. If you have not already, please rate and review our show on iTunes. Apple Podcasts is very, very easy to do. All you got to do on the computer or on your phone, go to that purple app or download iTunes and then search Educate Hustle. Once you've done that, all you got to do is find our name, two words, click the logo, say review in the center, hit that button and write a review title and of course rate us five stars and then write something about our summary for instance it could be something as it's lit or it's still lit either way we encourage you all to please rate and review us i know a lot of you listen on apple right now so if you have not already go ahead and do it come on what you're waiting for everyone knows that the more reviews we get the more awareness we get which just means more guests we get which in turn gives you better episodes and i think we all want that anyway let me get out of this plug and go back to my original plugin if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at Educate underscore Hustle. Once again, it's Educate underscore Hustle. There you post tweets, daily interactions, and that's probably the quickest way to get to us because it goes right to me and Paul's phone. So please follow us at Educate underscore Hustle. And of course, last but not least, if you enjoy the show, you want to give feedback, you want to tell us how we did, or or you even want to collab with us, do not hesitate to email us at EducateHustlePodcast at gmail.com Once again, that is EducateHustlePodcast at gmail.com That, that space is there for emphasis Don't, don't feel like I messed up or anything I know <laughs> Alright, man, it's all good You gotta make sure you lead us out with some inspirational, man So lead us out People, 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 we are reaching the latter part of the year Basically, the big old stampede 2017 has basically almost over it's almost come and gone it's been a whirlwind of a year i started my 2017 with a bang because literally on the second day of that mug my daughter was born and now we race into the end where 2018 is on the site i mean geez like this just just end strong just end strong don't wait for the new year new me no start it right now same year new me <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't, you know, don't wait to change. Let Don't let the change come. You just do it. Just go out and do it. End the year strong. I mean, this year, I got to do a lot of great things I never thought I'd have to do. I got to be in a lot of scenarios I never thought I'd be put in, and I got to experience a lot of things for the first time because of being a father. So, you know, finish the year strong. Go out there and do what you always want to do and set your mind to, and do not let you know, the doubts and the fear and all that get in your way, you have a chance to go and make something different. People always say they want to wait till next year to, to get on the right foot. I say do not wait. Just go at it. Go. Go hard. Go for your dreams. Do everything you got to do. Because you know what? You really only got one life to live. So why are you going to wait for that ball to drop where you can get on the ground rolling right now? And as always, you got to stay educated. Keep hustling.